powered by MPB. This is the MPB Student Council Podcast, hosted by members of MPB Student Council. To hear this episode and more, visit education.mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Media app to listen on your iPhone or Android device. Welcome to the MPB Student Council Podcast Generation Gap episode. I'm Jasmine Harvey, your moderator for today's discussion. So, what is the generation gap? Generation gap is a difference in values and attitudes between one generation and another, especially between young people and their parents. These differences stem from older and younger people not understanding each other because of their differences in experiences, opinions, habits, and behavior. What are the four causes of the generation gap? Generation gaps are caused by increased life expectancy, rapid changes in society, and the mobility of society. Effects of the generation gap include conflict among family members of different generations and misunderstandings. So let's get this podcast started. I want to introduce our guest panelists for today. I'm EJ Rivers with MPB. I'm the Public Relations Coordinator. Hello, I'm Keidra Hooks. I am the Training and Outreach Specialist here at MPB, and I work in the Education Department. My name is Caleb Thompson. I'm an eighth grader in Ocean Springs, Mississippi. My name is Kaylin Woodard. I'm 15, and I'm a ninth grader at Mendenhall High School. Hi, I'm Maya Harden. I'm a junior at Water Valley High School. Now let's start our discussion. So the first topic that we're going to discuss as it pertains to the differences of generation is social media. We all know that with the generations of guest panelists that are in the room that we are from different generations. So to kick off this conversation, I want to ask Kedra Hooks, could you tell me a little bit about your knowledge of social media as it pertains to your generation? Or can you tell me from any experiences that you may have of your understanding of social media? I joined social media when I was 21 years old, so it's been a while, and that was in 2009. So I know it's come a long way now. I personally use social media now for religious reasons. I tape in church, and also I do my personal thing on there with sharing photos sometime of my children. I do have a 14-year-old that I have not allowed yet to join Facebook But I believe social media is a good door for engaging with your family, friends, especially the ones who stay out of state. That's a good perspective on it. Was there any social media in your generation that you used? In my younger days, Facebook. I am on Instagram. Also, I tried Twitter, but it just wasn't my thing, so I got off. But Facebook is probably my favorite just due to being able to share memories with friends and family. All right, so now I want to pass it over to a student panelist, so I'm going to pass it to Maya. Can you tell me a little bit about your social media intake or how do you use social media? For me, social media is like one of the most controversial topics amongst our generation. It can be used in a beneficial way or maybe not in the best way. We really see both perspectives, but I think that it's very beneficial if used the correct way. I know that I use it to socialize with other friends or people that I may not be able to see on a daily basis or just spread information and to learn mainly. Okay, so now, Maya, I want to ask you, how do your parents feel about social media or how do they desire for you to use it? In a positive way. I know that mostly the older generation sees social media as just a consumption of time, which it can be, but if used in a positive way, it can be very positive. 
Now I want to go to Miss EJ. So my question for you is what was your social media intake or when did you learn of the uses of social media? When did you start using it? And I also want to know what were some of the social media platforms that you did use? Well, I started social media when I was in media. I was in radio and TV. And when it started trending, we were all expected to jump on the bandwagon. And then my entire family picked up and moved out of state. Most of my friends were out of state because we all went to college in a central location. And that's what they used. They used Facebook. So Facebook was the first social media platform that I signed on for. I also became the cool aunt that could watch over the kids when their parents wanted somebody to kind of monitor what was happening on their social media without being invasive. So I got friended by a lot of children who were nieces, nephews, children of friends, and they branched out to Instagram, which I thought was great because I'm a big visual person and I liked the photos. And then Twitter was just kind of like a hang on. I tweet and Instagram and Facebook. Facebook all at one time. Everything goes out on all those platforms. I never got into Snapchat. I never got into TikTok. There are a couple more platforms that you use professionally. And when I got into media and communications, you're supposed to know about all of the social media platforms. So I'm familiar with all of them, but I mainly exist on Facebook and Instagram, sometimes Twitter. That's where I get my news topics, not necessarily my news, but my news topics. I keep up with old and new music that's coming out. So I know who the artists are and stuff like that. I keep up with my friends and my family from all over the country and sometimes the world. And that's just my main point of keeping in touch with society because I'm a single person. I live by myself pretty much. And that's how I kind of keep up with the world and keep track of things. Okay, EJ, I want to follow up with that. Is there anything you don't understand about this generation's social media usage? It's not that I don't understand because I see how when I was younger, our friends all lived in the same neighborhoods. You were allowed to go to people's houses. You know, there was a lot of communication on a physical level that when things have gotten more dangerous as the world has evolved, you guys don't get to go out and stay out till dark anymore. You have to be very careful about who you hang out with. The world is kind of smaller, so there's more strangers in your sphere. So I understand the need to take communication to a digital platform because I don't think that kids today have the same kind of physical freedom that we had when I was a kid, when I was a teenager, when I was a 20-something. We could go out and do stuff. We'd go hang out at the mall. You know, we'd go to friends' houses and play on the street and everything like that. And you just don't see a lot of that now. There's a lot of extracurricular activities, but you're not allowed to have your phones. So I understand. I just kind of think it's kind of sad. All right, now I kind of want to shift gears. So what social media trends are going on right now that you may or may not subscribe to? Well, I do know that, like, right now it's prom season, so a lot of people are down there trying to get their little prom transitions going and getting their outfits done. Then they got, like, all these little different TikTok dances. I stay on TikTok, so that's really where I get all them trends from. And I like the trend, too, that does the TikTok made me buy it. Mm-hmm. I am one of those. I don't personally have TikTok, but my daughter does. And just this morning, we were watching this thing that can clean your sink and the pipes. So I think I may buy it from Amazon. So you're a TikToker by proxy? Mm, just over looking yeah. over that shoulder. <laughs> you know you look? I'm looking over the shoulder you're buying a, stuff. You're a backseat TikToker. I am. Because I can never learn the dances, so I have to just watch her do them. Okay, Kaylin, you share with us the TikTok trends with prom and just different trends that are going on. So, Kaylin, I do want to come back to you and ask you, what social media trend have you done before? Or what social media platform do you use to see trends on? I see different trends on TikTok and Facebook. I'm not a big 
Instagram or Twitter user. So I see mostly everything on Facebook and TikTok. There are a lot of different things that I do see that people talk about, but there are also a bunch of things that everyone's talking about that just doesn't show up for me. So I don't see a lot of things. So if I was to get on your social media platform of choice and go down your timeline, what will be the continuing thing that I would see? Right now on TikTok, I have a lot of Christian videos and sailing videos. It's awesome. Okay, now we're going to shift gears and address another generation gap topic, which is the big wardrobe. We all know that wardrobe has changed a million different times throughout different generations. And so this is the opportunity that we have to go at a heads with it with the two different generations in the room. So the first question that I want to pose is going to be to EJ. Yeah. I want to know if you could go back in time, just go back. What will be the number one wardrobe trend from your era? From my era or the one that I want to come back? Both. Okay. In the 80s, when I was a teenager, there were horrible, horrible things that should never, ever see the light of day. The high hair, the blue eyeshadow, the neon colors. Oh, thank heavens all the time that I didn't actually follow some of those trends, but I wore some really weird stuff. But I remember before and after, I've always been a fan of this 50s and 60s, the hippie looks and stuff like that, the free flowing, comfortable, you know, be free and everything like that when I was a kid, because it was also the 70s, there was still bell bottoms and these, you know, wide shirts and everything. And I liked the freedom you were able to move and you could run if, if something was chasing you, you know, so there was a physical freedom to those clothes that I wish would stay steady throughout all decades so that at least some of us would have something to go to at all times. But never ever ever bring back anything from the 80s it was just awful okay so now i want to pose this question to our younger generation panelists and so i want to go to kaylin if you could name me a trend a wardrobe trend that is popular right now what would it be probably like you know the crop tops and the holes in the jeans that's real popular and they're starting to bring back bell bottom See, ripped jeans, we had those in the 80s. You'd actually have to do it yourself. Your jeans did not come pre-ripped. You had to take razors and do it yourself and score them. And that's how we did it. See, you guys have them already pre-scored and it's kind of jealous inducing. My next question is to everyone. So do you think that wardrobe trends have changed or are they repeated? They're repeated. Just like EJ just said, they just used to have to make the cuts. Mm -hmm. We used to cut our own t-shirts up and things like that. And we crop topped our shirts. I have a 14 year old now and Lord, no shirt stays the same. Everything is crop topped. So I believe they're just doing the same thing that we were doing. Each generation changes it. They stylize it to their own, you know. True. You know, so like some of the stuff that does come back from the 80s, heavens to Betsy, it's better than it was. <laughs> some of the stuff that comes back from the 70s, you guys are doing it better. Like they're not truly bell bottoms. They're just, they're much slimmer. I'd like to see some of those 40s and 50s stuff come back better, modern, you know, and I think that the next generation can take it up. They can upgrade. True. I think we've done that to a few pieces of clothing items. Like, I know y'all had the whole leg warmers. I think oh, I've yeah. seen that's made a comeback. I still have the leg warmers. I, honestly, I love the style. And we've brought back, like, the grunge, the oversized pants, mm -hmm. the baggy T-shirts, the Crocs especially. Oh, uh, yeah. That's made a major comeback. I think now we just have, like, these little decorations that we put on it. You guys still have, have the chucks? 
I, I didn't have Crocs. Yes. I didn't have Crocs. Crocs were after my time. That's my big thing. The love platform chucks. Converse. Oh, oh yeah. Those came yeah. in hard. Because yeah. yeah. I think Puma is denim. All of the different shoes are taking on the platform. See, yeah, the platforms, I don't know about that. That was like back in the Kiss, the rock and roll days when they had platforms on their shoes because everybody would want to be taller. We just liked the Chucks because you could slip them on and off. You could write on them, sign them. Oh. You could dye them. You could sparkle that. them, bedazzle <laughs> them. You know, Chucks were pretty much universal. So it's nice that those are still around. Okay, so what is a wardrobe trend that you do not like from each era? Caleb. I really don't like when people go overboard with stuff because it's a lot on the eye and it just becomes obnoxious. Okay, what about you, Mai? Is there a specific trend that you see that you don't necessarily like for your generation? Yes, for me, I, I cannot get into the colorful camo. I, I just can't. <laughs> Maybe the regular basic camo to a certain extent, but the colorful neon camo, I just can't get into. Okay, Ms. Keeser, what about you? Well, this is not my era, but the new era. And I guess it's not clothes, but the braids to the floor, I can't get into that. I'm not discriminating towards anybody because if that's what you want to do, do it. I just don't like the braids hanging on the floor and sweeping it. I just think that's not sanitized. Hmm. I mean, I've done it. I have a tattoo, okay? It took me a long time to get one, but I don't like that everybody is into the pain thing, the oh, piercing, yeah. and I'm like, it's one thing to get a tattoo that means something to you, and you never wanna yuck anybody else's yum if you're right. that into it. But I sometimes I feel like the tattoos are more, they're doing it because it's trendy, and in 20 years, especially when they put on weight as an adult and those flowers turn into gardens, it's going to be regretted, and it's more painful to get them removed like I said, I have a tattoo. My sister has it. We all have at least one because it meant something to us. But full body tattooing and piercing and everything like that, I'm like, it just, it seems to be an awful lot of pain when the world hurts you enough, you right. know, mentally. <laughs> and then you have to remember too, in today's world, we go in and out of things so quickly. Yeah. Like when we were younger, then our eyebrows were in. Everybody was going to get their eyebrows arched. And now we're drawing them in. So with the tattoos, like you can't yeah. just take that off. No, yeah. It's one thing when it's something that can grow back. You want to dye your hair. You want to curl your hair. You want to shave your head. You want to shave all of the hair off of your body. That's great. But when it's permanent and it's painful, I think, you know, there should be a 48 to 72 hour waiting period, you know, <laughs> for that, for that decision. Okay, I realize what I don't like. I hate to say like booty shorts, but I just cannot stand like they have to make every pair of shorts so short. Sometimes oh, yeah. I just want to have like regular pairs of shorts without like having to go out in public and just having a fear that my whole bottom half is out whenever I bend over to get something. I, I don't like I'm going to teach you a trick for that, and it's worked my entire life. You go into the boys' section because boys don't wear short shorts. That's and you true. find the size in the boys' section well, and you make them yours. <laughs> this generation of children has changed. Yes. <laughs> so you boys never know anymore. Yes. Yeah. I mean, oh, well, that's true. Have you ever that's been true. to a junior high basketball game? I mean, the basketball shorts just go further up each year. <laughs> no, I guess I can't get in that either. The boys with the short shorts, like. See, I didn't know about that. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> now I'm like, okay. <laughs> I don't want to see, as an adult, I'd, I'd like to see less of children as possible, you know, just as a general rule. So, yeah, but I can, that was a trick that I learned early on in my young girl years. It's like, if you don't like the length of something, you go into another department and you find something that works for you and you just buy that and you own it, you make it your own. There's always a workaround for that kind of stuff.
All right, so we're going to wrap up this episode. So to close this out, I do have a question for both Kedra and EJ. I'm going to start with you, EJ. How can we bridge the generation gap for wardrobe? For wardrobe? Yes. Just remember to not judge and not shame and ask questions and show grace. All right, now I'm coming to you, Kedra. How do you think we can bridge the generation gap for social media? Kids should be friends with their parents. <laughs> I believe if you leave the door open for us, that will be more understanding towards you having it. I'm only against it for protection towards my teenager. I don't want anybody to bother. I don't want anybody to hurt her. And if I can protect her, then I will. But I believe as parents, too, we have to be very understanding that it is a new world. It is a new day. And technology is taking over whether we want it to or not. It's here. So as parents, we have to join onto the bandwagon. And as the children, though, I believe that they do have to understand we're their parents. And we're here to protect and guide them through what we've already been through. And maybe just a lot of the students, if you don't want your parents on social media, because there was so much head shaking going on over here. <laughs> if you don't want your parents on social media, maybe step up a little bit and watch out for your peers. Protect yourselves, protect your peers, so that maybe your parents don't necessarily feel the need to. My mom's blocked. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, that's okay, because I just make a private page and come yeah, on on that fake page. Be, I'm the little girl at school. I've had other parents contact, do that. So I can see with your phone number that, oh. yeah, so. Get a new you, phone. Thank I'll you for you. letting me know that. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> you guys just threw her kids under the bus, mm. man. Yeah, They just no. destroyed her fake pay, so she can't make the fake <laughs> <laughs> She can't make the fake pay. Get a burner phone. I don't like the fact that you guys don't want your, I mean, I understand Why? wanting to be independent. I do, because we all wanted to be independent. But didn't your mom get her feelings hurt when you blocked her? She don't know she blocked. She don't, oh, she don't man. know. <laughs> I'm just saying. Like, I'm just saying. I like my mom to see my... She, she's probably not interested in it. I'm like the first one. I'm like, Mom, look at this. Look at this. And she's like, Maya, I've seen it. You sent it to me an hour ago. <laughs> That's what I'm about she's to say. She's so over me. <laughs> I don't think I would just go up and down her timeline. I think I just want to have that door open. So if something is to happen... Oh, I'm stepping in. Yeah, no, because, you know, you hear, I hear from all of my other parents, I hear that they talk about their children are getting bullied online and they, right. you know, and I'm like, where are the other kids to help so that the parents don't have to feel so helpless? They can see it happening. They don't want to get involved. And I'm like, where are the kids? Step up, you know, protect yourselves, protect each other. This is your world, right? But it does bother me when I hear friends going like, these guys just called my little girl something or these girls just called my little girl something or, right. you know, and I'm like, I don't know. On digital platforms, how do you protect your children? if you can't have access to them. Block them. Because I know, like, <laughs> with, um, in my school, I really do not like bullying. So, like, me and my friends, if we see anybody getting bullied, I don't care if I just met you in that moment. Like, you're not getting bullied on my watch. Because if you come for somebody, like, and you see, like, they not saying nothing and you hurting their feelings, I will come for you. Because you can't just sit on there and pick for a little helpless person. That's know? true. Trust me, you clap at them, I'll clap back. I'll clap back. I wish you were there. You should be like over all the social media platforms to protect all the children. Oh, they probably yeah. <laughs> banned my account. Yeah. <laughs> banned me. All right. Well, I want to thank you all for a great, great conversation. I think this conversation is going to lead to bridging the gap between those topics of social media and wardrobe. I want to give a special thank you to our guest panelists that joined us today. And so this is going to conclude the first segment of this conversation. 
You've been listening to the MPB Student Council Podcast. To hear this episode and more, visit education.mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Media app to listen on your iPhone or Android device. This podcast is hosted with love by ACAST. Thank you for tuning in. Before you go, please be sure to leave a positive review for MPB's Student Council Podcast and subscribe to be the first to know when a new episode releases. See you next time.